Every day, Monica has no money for anything fun. She can barely pay her rent. Please, donate now. She'll probably spend most of the money on alcohol. <laughs> And welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. This is episode three, four. And it feels like only an hour ago we were yeah. doing this. It's weird how that works, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah. I'm eating some Cheetos. I see that. And you got yourself a Milky Way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's trash garbage food day. You had this look like you were okay to admit the Cheetos, but <laughs> you didn't want me to reveal the Milky Way. Well, it's um, I don't eat a lot of candy, and I don't want people to think that I eat a lot of candy. I don't eat a lot of candy. Now, nobody thinks you eat a lot of candy because you've said so. Good. Yeah. If you had to eat a lot of candy, what's the favorite? What's My the all-time favorite, favorite candy? candy? This is what people really want to know. <laughs> this is the good stuff. What is your favorite candy? Hmm, I don't know. I actually probably like Snickers more than Milky Way, but the store did not have a Snickers for some reason. That's very strange that they have Snickers and they have Milky Way and no Snickers. Yeah, I don't know if they were out or I just couldn't see. I would think that would come in the same truck. Maybe I'm I'm wrong about that. I like the um the peanut butter cups. I'm a big fan of the Reese's peanut butter cups, for sure. Um, this episode brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> they are... They're so easy. I could just eat, like, thousands of them. Yeah. It's like, what? Only two? Oh, I just ate 400 calories of peanut butter cups. <laughs> well, that's the good protein, though. That's a su- It's a superfood, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that it? Uh, yeah, I have the same thing with uh, peanut butter cups. Is that that's it's dangerous because I I'm not a huge sweets guy, but I'm a huge salty food guy. Mm-hmm. So it has enough of that salty peanut butter stuff. Oh my god! You know what's really dangerous too is this time of the year. Yes, when there's big bags of candy right everywhere. Right. Yeah. Oh, if I buy one of these bags of candy, it'll last me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'll give it out on a Halloween. Week, a week later, you're going back for more because you're addicted. <laughs> this is the thing. Don't buy your Halloween candy. I know it's October, everybody, but don't buy your Halloween candy until right before Halloween. Maybe even like the day before. Otherwise, you're just going to tear into that and be like, oh, I can have one tiny fun-sized Three Musketeers bar. <laughs> And a small, <laughs> tiny, fun-sized Kit Kat bar. And pretty soon, you've got wrappers all around you. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's all and gone. shame. It's all gone horribly wrong. Just wrappers <laughs> of shame. And then kids in costumes knocking on your door and you have nothing. I have never really lived anywhere that got trick-or-treaters. Mm. I grew up in a house down a long lane. Mm-hmm. So nobody would go down there. Right. And then, like, every other place I've lived, I've never had trick-or-treaters. Interesting. I went to a friend's house once and handed out candy. Yeah. That was fun. What was the latest age that you trick-or-treated? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was 12. Yeah. That seems, that seems good. I would have kept going, but my mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> You're like, but don't you don't understand? Free candy. It's free candy day. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah. So when you were a kid, did you change costumes every year? Did you, or did you have a go-to? Uh, when I was pretty young, I always wanted to be a vampire for some reason. Okay. 
And then I never really had very good ideas mm-hmm. after that. And I didn't really get like store-bought costumes because money. Sure. But as an adult, it has been the greatest. <laughs> like I love coming up with an idea and figuring out how to make it work. Yeah. Like I, um, and I usually do TV characters. Right. Like I was Jerry Blank from Surrender with Candy. Perfect. Love that. I was, um, what else have I been? Oh, I was Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Nice. I think I've, you've shown me a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that's, even look like me. That's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, I have been Tina from Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. which I think I'm going to have to be that again this year. Oh, yeah? Because I still have the costume, and I don't have any money to spend on a costume you, stuff this year. You got to start your GoFundMe uh, <laughs> account for Go your Halloween. <laughs> yes. If you want to see me dressed up as Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time, <laughs> you can donate money to me so I can make that happen make it happen out there podcast fans <laughs> make it happen and she'll post all the pictures on our Instagram account because that's my idea but I can't that'd do be anything. such a good one um what else was I um there's another one that was good oh one time I was a solo cup <laughs> I was a red solo cup yeah and Oh, I was a Vulcan once. Sure. In like the original series, like a dress and like boots. Very and nice. I had the ears. Sure. I can to- I can totally see that. And the dress was blue because of the science officer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when when uh, when Star Trek nerdy Monica comes out, it makes me very happy. <laughs> Last week, it was the uh, the premiere of the new Star Trek. Oh yeah, and I don't know how I'm going to watch it yeah. legally. <laughs> <laughs> is it on? Is it online? It's going to be on CBS All Access, which is their streaming thing. Yeah, you probably need someone to donate you their uh, their username and password. If you would like me to watch the new Star Trek. She's got a lot of things she wants uh, way before Christmas. So please uh, give and give early to the Monica Star Trek Halloween costume fund. Let's just call it the Monica Lives in Poverty Fund. All right. Should we start this podcast? Oh, yeah. We're still starting. Oh, yeah. We haven't started it yet. We haven't started the thing that people actually listen to. So let's begin now. Right meow? Right meow. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. It is now time for the lightning round. Uh, what is your subject for me this week? Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Bears. Oh, that kind of goes with mine, which is wild. Ooh. Your theme is wild. Okay. <laughs> I've picked it just because I like to say the word wild. I've noticed. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. You go first. Let's do it. This is the lightning round. Number one is multiple choice. Thank goodness. Which of these is not a type of bear? Sloth, sun, giant panda, koala. Sloth, giant panda, koala, and what was the other word? Sun? Sun. S-U-N? Yeah. Koala is a, not a bear, but a sloth? Those creepy little faces? Is that a bear? <laughs> oh my god. 
You have really, uh, you've really launched. I might have to write a whole round on this just to, just to justify my stumbling around an answer. I'm going to say sloth. Sorry. That's okay. What is it? It's koala. Yeah, that, that's a marsupial. So the sloth you're thinking of is not a bear. Oh. But there is a bear called a sloth bear. Oh, got it. And then what is a sun bear? It's another type of bear. Okay. There are eight species of bear. Wow. Just eight? Mm-hmm. That's actually <laughs> surprising. Yeah. There's only eight. Yeah. See, now, one of the things I love about trivia is learning things when I get stuff wrong. So, and then torturing the uh, trivia players with me writing around about something that I've gotten wrong. So, <laughs> expect, expect that bear round to you be coming should, soon. You should look up a picture of this sloth bear, though, because yeah. it, it looks really sad. Oh. Mm, yeah. It does. Maybe it should uh, change its vice, go for like a greed bear or an uh, envy bear. Wrath Bear. Wrath Bear. Wrath Bear. <laughs> That's our new band. Lust Bear. Ooh. Wild. <laughs> All right. Question number one for you. What ex of Mariah Carey hosts the MTV improv comedy show Wild and Out? can't think of anybody that I know that dated Mariah Carey. <laughs> that you know. I mean... Some I, friends of friends. <laughs> some some acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, God, I don't know. Uh, his name is Nick Cannon. Oh, okay. He's an actor, comedian. I've heard his name before. Yeah, is he's, he blonde? No, oh. he's uh, he was the lead in a movie called Drumline. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Number two, please. Which species of bear is the only one that is a true carnivore? Mmm. I'll say grizzly bear. It is the polar. Oh, the polar bear. <laughs> well, of course, because there's not a lot of vegetation to eat exactly. up there. Oh, man, if I had thought about that for half a second, maybe that would have been come up, but probably not. So that's a good one. Oh, I'm going to write this round for sure <laughs> with the help of you. Question number two is wild turkey bourbon? Yes or no? it is i'm gonna say no it is a bourbon yes it is from kentucky (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to send you yes 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 telepathically and it just did not work have you had wild turkey is it a thing that you would drink that's one of those things that i had when i was too young Mm. to drink right and it did not go well no bourbon's a tough one for uh for an early drinker so i just like the name of it is gross to me yeah like i like some whiskeys and scotches and bourbons and all that but that one in particular i just don't like the name of it yeah it's just it screams like you're gonna puke (laughs) (laughs) wild turkey hurt you at some point wild turkey hurt your feelings yeah you hurt my feelings about 98% of the grizzly bear population in the U.S. is in what state? Hmm. I'm going to say Alaska. That is right. Yay. You got one. I think just from the Grizzly Man movie. Oh, they were up in Alaska. Yeah. Exactly. I won't give any spoilers away from the Grizzly Man movie, but... Uh, I don't think any spoilers are needed. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what happens to that man. All right. Question number three for you. What 2007 movie starring uh, Tim Allen and John Travolta? Oh, one more time. Number three for you. What 2007 movie starred Tim Allen and John Travolta as middle-aged dudes who form a weekend biker gang? That is a thing? That is a thing. 
Well, I'm guessing it has the word wild in it. You've guessed that correctly. <laughs> I'm hovering my hand over the ding because you got the, that part right. And I'll um, tell you right now, well, wild is the first word in the title. Okay, wild at heart. Mm, that's a good movie. This is that another movie? Yeah, that's, that's a good David Lynch movie. Is this it is, Wild Boys? You're getting closer. Wild it's an animal. Oh. Boys? Because they're, because, they're, because they're riding motorcycles. It's wild hogs. Oh. Wild okay. hogs. Sounds awful. It's not good. <laughs> Uh, number four yes. is true or false. Please. There are no polar bears in Antarctica. I'm going to say that is true. You're right. Yeah. They're, they're only in the Arctic. Arctic. Yeah. I had to play a little geography in my head there for a second because I'm not very good at that. <laughs> so, good. Did you figure out where Antarctica is? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's it's this way, right? I'm pointing down towards the towards the floor. It's like below us, kind of below us, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? It's, it's actually just underneath the floor. <laughs> Ooh, it's nice and cold down there. Uh, question number four for you from the Spanish word for rough. What is a term? For a wild horse. Is it a, I thought it was a Mustang. Is that not it? It's not it. It is a Bronco. Oh, Bronco. A Bronco. Man, I suck. Yeah. I haven't gotten any, have I? Mm, not yet. <laughs> I feel good about number five for you, though. Okay. Well, number five for you... What is a group of bears called? Oh, man. The collective is going to just ream me over for this one because <laughs> they did really well there with all those. There are two possible answers that I will accept. I'm going to say a clan. No. Nah. It's a sleuth. Oh, I like that. Or a sloth. A sloth. <laughs> like a sloth bear. You can have a sloth of sloth bears. <laughs> yep. That's great. Sleuth I've heard before. I think I've heard that one before. So that's what I'm so going to remember. So you remember last week your questions were from tri- those Trivial Pursuit cards? Mm-hmm. That was also one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like Which that. I did not get right oh, either. No. Well, I don't feel so bad then. Uh, question number five, last one for you. What band... Followed up their number one hit, 1991's Good Vibration, with the top ten hit, Wild Side. Do you need me to sing either of these songs for you? Is it... Is it MC Music Factory? It isn't. Oh, damn it. Who is it? It is Marky Mark and the Funky oh, Bunch. Oh, it's just a good vibration. I totally come on, come forgot on. that was him. That was him. It was in like the same category as. Oh yeah, that C- same like music factory. CNC Music Factory, CNC. Black oh, Box, Tektronic, Technotronic. Yeah. There was a bunch of those like kind of pump up the jam bands. <laughs> yeah, pump up the jam. I was like anything that would have appeared on like the Jock Jam series of. Uh, Stuff you would hear at like stadiums, yeah. Uh, between you know innings or or quarters, and the cheerleaders would all get out there and just a good vibration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more of basketball. Yeah, it's I much think. more of a basketball thing. You're very right. All right, how did? <laughs> I, I don't know if this has we just, ever happened. Before. I don't think you've ever. I don't think I've ever pitched a shutout. You. I don't <laughs> think that's ever that's ever happened happened before. What a nice way to put it. Yeah. Let's see. You got one, two. You got two. Okay. Well, I'll, at this point, I will take two. That was a tough round. <laughs> and those I were two tough rounds. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything at all. I'm just going to just glide right past it and say that was the lightning round. No, 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 no. Hey. Yeah, that was awful.
These are questions that are going to come up in the quizzes this week. So if you are a player of the quizzes, grab a pen and paper and make some notes. October 2nd, 1950. Peanuts makes its debut as a daily comic strip in nine newspapers. One of them, the Seattle Times. It would go on to run until the year 2000. The first strip features Charlie Brown. Snoopy made his debut two days later. And the first strip is kind of revolutionary. It's basically four panels. There's two kids who aren't main Peanuts characters. uh, And Charlie Brown's walking up the street. And one says, here comes good old Charlie Brown. Hey, it's good old Charlie Brown. There goes good old Charlie Brown. And the last panel, the kid says... I hate him so much. No. Or something like that or how <laughs> how much or how I hate him. Like and it was the first time that uh, like in a comic strip or in anything like a child expressing hate yeah. of somebody. I was probably kind of I mean I don't, I don't think of Peanuts as being a revolutionary or a or a groundbreaking comic strip. Hmm. But that's pretty bold for 1950. Yeah. So I do like the uh it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Sure. Well, in my family, we say, a lot of the times we'll say, What's that? What's that? <laughs> and Linus's eyes get all puke. <laughs> and then Snoopy comes up. Yeah. And he just, like, faints. Because he's so excited about the Great Pumpkin. A weird um, kid. Yeah, that is a weird kid. <laughs> yeah. How did he get that idea in his head? I don't know. It wasn't explained. It was never explained in the comic. I remember reading through those comic strips from when it started, when he was like getting ever trying to get everybody excited. Like, <laughs> hey, everybody, Halloween's coming. The great pumpkin's going to be here, and he'll just fly like, down from the pumpkin patch and deliver toys and candy. Or I think something. it's something that his parents probably told him to fuck him up for the rest of his life. <laughs> It worked. It's like, oh, and by the way, there's a great pumpkin. It's not good to bed. He spends every Halloween outside. Yeah. Sucking on his thumb with a security blanket. <laughs> yeah. Therapy for Linus in 20 years. Oh, man. What kind of an adult is Linus? Yeah. What what shape is that blanket in? What shape is his head? <laughs> Still round. Still very round. <laughs> October 2nd, 1951. Happy birthday, Gordon Sumner. Happy birthday, Gordon. An English singer, bassist, and actor who's better known as Sting. Sting. Have we gone over how he got his name? His nickname? Was it like a striped sweater? Yeah, he was uh, playing in clubs in, in London and he would come in these like either like rugby or soccer sweaters jerseys and they were black and yellow stripes mm-hmm. and so people started calling him not not honeybee or bumblebee but they called him sting because 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 it's, it's cooler they probably did call him honeybee and then he was like yeah <laughs> they all call me sting it's cool <laughs> sting, sting is not here by the way that's just a <laughs> spot-on impression of staying by our own I Monica. didn't even try. That's amazing that you didn't even try. <laughs> That's even better. Can you do a little Roxanne for us? You don't have to put on the red light, Roxanne. Those days are over. Roxanne. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm at the concert all over again. <laughs> I actually have like a sting impersonation act that I do. It's amazing. Yeah, I make a lot of money doing it. <laughs> if you would like to donate money <laughs> Yes, please <laughs> the, Monica needs to act more like Sting fun. <laughs> Her tribute act is called Every Little Thing She Does is Monica 
That's what my life is called. <laughs> October 3rd, 1789. George Washington designates November 26th as Thanksgiving Day. 74 years later on the same day, Abraham Lincoln says, uh, no. And he declares Thanksgiving Day as the last Thursday of November where it has been ever since. Do you like Thanksgiving? I know you've talked about how much you love Halloween. Uh, Thanksgiving is fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like food. Yeah, the food part of Thanksgiving is amazing. October 3rd, 1995, O.J. Simpson is acquitted at his murder trial. And that was the last that we ever heard of him. Yep, never heard of O.J. Simpson again. I barely remember his name. Do you realize that if it was, if O.J. Simpson hadn't done what he did, we wouldn't have the Kardashians right now because oh, Robert Kardashian lawyer. was one of the lawyers. And their only reason that that, it, that that was ever they've ever entered into pop culture was because of OJ. Ugh. We would be Kardashian free right now. God, I wish. Mm. October 4th, 1883. The Orient Express goes into service, providing transportation between Paris and Istanbul, which was then called Constantinople. The first well-known reference to the Orient Express in fiction isn't Agatha Christie, but it's actually Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah, Dracula in that uh, in in that uh, novel, he is escaping to Paris, and his pursuers are trying to get there before him. And uh, they take the Orient Express to try to get there before he does. Uh, and that was the first uh, mention of the Orient Express. And, of course, Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. Do, do you want to spoil that one for everybody right now? No, that's not. Okay. Somebody. But everybody should know. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Everybody should take a stab at the ending of Orient Express. October 4th, 1927, artist Gutzon Borglum starts work on his presidential sculpture on South Dakota's Mount Rushmore. Borglum would die eight months before the work is completed in 1941. Yes, his son took over after he died and and finished it up for Um, him. Yeah. When I moved out here, the road trip. Mm Mm-hmm. We stopped there. Yeah. It was the most touristy place I've ever been. Oh, sure. It makes Which, sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason anybody is there. Right. And this like surrounding hills and the scenery is really beautiful. Yeah. And then you go up and like, it actually looked a lot smaller than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I've heard that. I think maybe just because it's far away from where you look at it. Yeah. And like every picture you've seen is like, boom, this big head. How close can you get to it? Um. How close did you get to it? I don't know. There's like a walkway with like stuff about every state on it or something. And then there's like. Just like it ends and everybody stands there and looks at it and takes yeah. pictures and I don't know. Is there like treasure hidden inside or something? Yeah, there's definitely treasure. <laughs> if, you, if you believe Nicolas Cage movies, there's the lost city of, of gold that's behind. behind a the, whole uh, city? Yeah, yeah, a whole city of gold. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Nicolas Cage's movies have never been... Um, Nicholas Cage movies have never steered us wrong in a, in terms of history. So. so if you never get the chance to see it, like you don't have to be sad about it. Okay. It's not that fantastic. But if you'd like to uh, donate to the Paul Gets to See <laughs> Mount, Mount Rushmore fund, give generously. <laughs> give till it hurts. October 5th, 1969, Monty Python's Flying Circus debuts on the BBC. The episode, titled Wither Canada, contains the sketches Arthur Two Sheds Jackson and also the funniest joke in the world. 
Monty Python. Does that register with you much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I have not seen much of the Flying Circus. The Flying Circus is very fun, especially the first couple of seasons. I've only really seen their movies. No. Oh. Check out the, the, the little half-hour shows are a lot of fun. Last week, the Royal Festival Hall saw the first performance of a new symphony by one of the world's leading modern composers, Arthur Toosheds Jackson. <laughs> Mr. Jackson. Good evening. May I just uh, sidetrack you for one moment, Mr. Jackson? This, uh, what shall I call it, nickname of yours? Oh, yes. <clears throat> Two Sheds. Yes. How did you come by it? Well, uh, I don't use it myself. It's just a few of my friends call me Two Sheds. I see. And do you, in fact, have two sheds? No, no. I've only one shed. I've had one for some time. But a few years ago, I said I was thinking of getting another one, and since then, some people have called me two sheds. In spite of the fact that you have only one? Yes. I see. And are you thinking of purchasing a second shed? No. Uh, to bring you in line with your epithet? No. I see, I see. Well, let's return to your symphony. Uh, now then, did you write this symphony in the shed? No. Take us to the last one. Last one, October 6th, 1927. The Jazz Singer opens in New York City, the first full-length feature film with synchronized talking and singing, making it the first talkie. Only two minutes of spoken dialogue are heard in the film. The rest are on title cards, common and silent movies. First line of dialogue, wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. Yeah. I think there's a misconception that that movie is like all talking all the time. It's basically a silent movie with a little, a little bit of tiny bit of dialogue that was mostly improv. And then the music numbers were the big deal. There's about, I don't know, six or seven music numbers where Al Jolson in blackface. Uh, but uh, he's out there. <laughs> 1927, everybody. <laughs> You know, it was a thing. It's, it's unfortunate, but it was. But, uh, yeah. Do you know the story of the jazz singer? Um, Al Jolson plays a young Jewish uh, kid who's supposed to, like, go and be a rabbi and, and enter the Jewish faith. But instead, he wants to put on blackface and go sing jazz songs. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I just told you. Okay. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I mean, yes, I do know the story. And then, of course, it was remade in 1980 with Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond never got into blackface, though. Oh, that's good. And Laurence Olivier played his Jewish father. Hmm. Uh, not a great movie. But it gave us those songs like America and Love on the Rocks and Hello Again and all the Neil Diamond hits that you love. Uh-huh. Because you're a big Neil Diamond fan. No. No. Okay. Barry Manilow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Barry Manilow should do the next the next jazz singer. Uh, all right. Well, everybody, that is game prep. Baby, I'm coming. Oh, God. I hope I'm not late. Baby, don't you know me? It's a little... Baby, I walk a million miles, a one I up miles, on my mad, mad me. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. All right, this is the Audio Run Challenge. Monica and I going head to head. And uh, what is our topic this week? This week, it is bands that we have seen live. Oh, this is going to be fun. Hopefully, we have some stories about uh, these concerts that we've seen. Hopefully, I do better than I did last <laughs> week. Would you like to start first or second? I'm going to start. All right. Here, I got our little... Where you got the receipt out? The receipt. Yeah. Certainly not the receipt from the one the <laughs> podcast that we recorded earlier the, before this one. Uh, That's not how the sausage is made. We're not going to show you. All right. Hooves. Give us that first sound. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, I didn't pick it up until the very end of that song. I'm guessing that's Tori Amos. That's right. But man, I will not get a song title. It's called Raspberry Swirl. Oh yeah, I would never in a million years get that one. So I'll take the point for the artist. So <laughs> when did you see uh when did you see her? I think I was 16. Yeah. And it was kind of my first real concert. Yeah. And it was a birthday present from my mom. Oh, nice. And we went together. And it was nice. Did you have an album out at the time? Was it That like a was big... the one. Okay. That was the album that had come out. And I never knew she did anything that, like, almost dancey. Yeah. That's when, actually my favorite song of hers. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first when you first started playing it, I was like, "Oh, she went to see Lady Gaga." It was just like this really was just like that like, really beat, and then it wasn't until she started going the little falsettos up that I was like, "Oh yeah. no, that's that's Tori Amos." Yeah. Getting getting all dancey. Well, cool. All right, here is number one for you. Oh no. <laughs> the voice kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Any idea? Because he is pretty familiar. They're still making records today. Their sound has changed. Is it the Flaming Lips? It's not the Flaming Lips. Okay. That is Radiohead. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that song. And it's a song called Just. It's on the same album with Fake Plastic Trees and High and Dry. It's the album right before OK Computer. Um, And I was trying to pick songs, A, that I thought you would hopefully know, but also of the time when I saw the band play. Um, and that was when I saw them. They were still playing very small clubs. I saw them in an all-ages club in Seattle. Hmm. Maybe about 500 people. See, so you could have played a number of their songs and I would have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A big. Are you a Radiohead fan? I Yeah, I am. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. I kind of went away from them when they started to get sort of more in, uh, experimental. But uh, I've kind of come back to them. But I still sort of prefer their more rockin' stuff. Um, my favorite story from that show, one of my favorite concert stories of all time, mm-hmm. uh, they're in between songs, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty small place, and Tom York isn't known for being like a big like front man, like saying, hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah, He's yeah. pretty, keeps his head down. But at one point he looks up, just about as the song's about to start, and there's a girl sitting on uh, shoulders of somebody and she lifts her shirt up and flashes him. And he's so startled by this. And all he can say is, um, thanks. And the two guitar players are doubled over in laughter because they know how uncomfortable he is. <laughs> the drummer's clicking out the song. They totally mess up the beginning of the song. And then they swing into how it goes. But it's just like they are just cracking up because they're just like, we know that he finds this very, very weird. (laughs) That is pretty weird. Yeah. But just to watch those two guitar players just like fumble their instruments because they're laughing so hard (laughs) is one of my favorite things. That's funny. All right. Give me the next one. Next one. Now I really want to know, when did you see the Buzzcocks? <laughs> oh my God, I'm very jealous that you got to see the Buzzcocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song's called um, Why Can't I Touch It? Yes. All right. Couldn't remember if it was this or it. When did you see the Buzzcocks? They're one of my favorite bands. So I saw them, it was in 2006. Mm-hmm. And they were at Warped Tour. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was incredible. They're great. 
Oh, I, they, they've come around a few times, and I've, I've missed them every time they've come around. Um, they're one of the bands that I still would love to see. I like them a lot. Yeah. All right, here's your next song. Is that the police? It is the police. Okay. I don't know what the song is, though. Okay. The song's called Spirits in the Material World. Okay. It was one of the hits off that album. That album also has um, Every Little Thing She Does is Magic on it. Every Little Thing She Does is Monica. Monica. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that I That's one that I did not see during that time, but I did see them on their big reunion tour, and it was a lot mm. of fun. That was one of the most expensive tickets I've ever bought in my life, but uh, uh, it was worth worth seeing. They were at Bonnaroo the year that I was there. Yeah. But I didn't watch them, but I could hear them from my tent. Yeah. And they played all the hits. Oh, of course. Uh, number three for you. Going down. I wish I had said the things you thought that I had That is going to be something I don't know. Okay. You have stumped me on that one for sure. All right. I'm going to guess MGMT. No. Okay. Then I have no idea. That is OK Go. That's OK Go. Wow. And the song is called Upside Down and Inside Out. Oh. And I just went and saw them like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Where'd they play? They played at... um. I can't remember the name of the theater. It starts with an M, I think. It's on like second. Is that more? The more theater? More, that's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, so that was actually, uh, I went with one of the members of Keith Richards for President. Hi, Keith Richards for President. And they bought my ticket for me. Oh, that's so nice. I know. It was very nice. Yeah. And it was an awesome show, and they are. They're basically my favorite band right now. Okay, go. Yeah. They're pretty interesting. I know they kind of get lumped in as like, oh, they're the band that makes the videos with the weird things. Yeah. But the videos are highly inventive. They're super cool. And they're actually a good band with a lot of really good songs. Yeah. Uh, All right. Here is your next song. Number three. So, I'm pretty sure that's REM. You are very sure. <laughs> and is the song called, is it just called Stand or is it Stand in the Place? I'm just going to go with Stand. That's a good choice because that's right. Okay. <laughs> well done. Well <laughs> Yay. done. REM was one of those bands, maybe the first band, I think maybe the first band that I saw that it was like, get my own tickets, go over with my friends, drive all the way to Seattle from my little town of Wenatchee and see a band play. And I was very excited. I was a huge REM fan uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me your next one. <laughs> Well, that is Nine Inch Nails. Yep. And the song is called The Hand That Feeds? Yeah. All right, good. (laughs) Good job. Yeah. I didn't expect you to get that title. Yeah, I'm not a huge... Nine Inch Nails fan, but how was the concert? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird time in my life. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to go into it. Now, he has a full band when he plays live, right? Okay. All right. Here is your next song. Franz Ferdinand? It is not. Okay. It is the Strokes. 
Oh. And the song is called Someday. Okay. I saw them about eight or nine years ago at the Paramount uh, and was very impressed by them. Uh, The singer seemed to be very drunk. Oh, really? And he was like falling into the audience with the microphone and being carried around. Never missed a vocal cue. And the band was just like just tight as a drum. Just nothing missed. But he was just, I mean, he was like, he was just everywhere. And I was marveled at the fact that he just never missed anything. Was he wild? He was wild. (laughs) Julian Casablancas, you are wild. (laughs) All right. Was that my last one? Uh, I have one more. I know you do. No, I have one more for you. Oh. Yeah, we both have one more. Okay. Um, here's your last one. No questions, I'm for some action. Wow, that voice. Man, I have to narrow it down to two. Is that Christina Aguilera? It is. Oh, wow. Okay. It was like one note that she hit at the very end of that. That was like, that's no, a Christina Aguilera. <laughs> that's a Christina Aguilera note. But God knows I do not know the, the song title. The song is called Dirty. Oh, that's Dirty with two R's? With two R's. With two R's. Dirty. Because <laughs> she was trying to change her, uh, her good girl little image. Yeah. So when I saw her... Uh, that album was not out. It oh, was, yeah. She had only just put out the first album. The Genie in the Bottle. Had become a thing. Mm-hmm. And she played at the Ohio State Fair. Love that. <laughs> Love it. And my friend Chance wanted to go, so we went. And it was pretty funny. She is an amazing singer. She's very good. Uh, I remember seeing her. It was after. It was a couple years after "Genie in a Bottle" and all that, and she was doing something where she had to sing the song at last. And she it was on the Grammys, and she had a little like jazz quartet around her, just piano based drums, and she belted the shit out of that song mm-hmm. and was like, oh, "Okay, she's for real." Yeah, she's, she's really good. She's she's got some serious pipes. Um. Yeah, I like her quite a bit. I haven't heard her do much lately, but... uh, She was... Is she on The Voice? She was. She was one of the original... She was one of the original uh, judges. Okay. But I don't think she's doing that anymore. I don't Um, know what she's doing now. Christina Aguilera, write in. Let us know. All right, here is the last one for you. That is the time. Well done. <laughs> Can you get the song title? Um, is it like, I think I want to know you? No. It's called Jungle Love. Oh, Jungle Love. O-E-O-E-O, because that's sort of tarzan yeah. I guess. Uh, so, so I'm in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. I'm doing shows uh, or a, a, doing a corporate event. And we get done with it, and we head over to Caesars, and we see in the marquee that Morris Day and the Time are playing in like the main lounge. So we're like, oh, we're going to see that. This is like (laughs) early 2000s. Wow. So we're like, okay, this is happening. So we shell out our money and go see Morris Day and the Time. Uh, So they come out, and here is the set list from Morris Day and the Time. Jungle Love, uh-huh. The Bird, A Prince Song, Another Prince Song, The Bird. <laughs> then they get off stage, Encore, Jungle Love. <laughs> 
And we just <laughs> sat there and like, this is the best thing we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. They know what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had two hits. We're playing both hits twice. And then, and then we were in a we songs. were in uh, in Purple Rain, so we're yeah. gonna play a couple Prince songs and then play our hits again, and then get the hell out of here, and probably <laughs> stay in some very nice hotels in Lake Tahoe and get paid ridiculous amount of money. So that's one of my favorite moments of seeing a band live. That's is just seeing pretty them. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job, Morris Day. Uh, all right, how did we do? I got five. Mm-hmm. You got. Oh, just edged you. (laughs) If I would have gotten Jungle Love, we would have had the tie. It would have been the tie. Of course, that was a close one. Jungle Love. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. I couldn't remember what they said before that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we wrap up today, let's tell everybody where you host during the week. Tuesdays, Fitzgerald's Ballard. Wednesdays, Bluegrass, Georgetown. And I am Mondays, Skylark, West Seattle. Tuesdays, the Crown Bar in Tacoma. Wednesdays at the Berliner in Renton. And Thursdays at the local 907, also in Renton. So come check us out. All the games are free. All the games are fun. And all the games are in places where you can buy alcohol. So uh, that makes for a nice evening. And food. And food, but alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the Skylark one is all ages, so that's always thing. And uh, the bluegrass, we've moved inside now because it's all cold and rainy out because mm-hmm. it's Seattle weather. So uh, come and join us there and all over the place. And uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. You can just go to QuizFix. You can also check out our website, quizfix.net. You can also email us if you have suggestions or things you want to hear us talk about or you want to send Monica money. Uh, <laughs> quizfix at gmail.com uh, is the way to do that. Um, think that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Monica, mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's call it a night. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Trivial, trivial, I wanna get trivial.